We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another big commitment is in for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. We're talking about the latest All-American that's heading to Eugene. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Thank you for tuning in to another big breaking news episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Wherever you're watching or listening, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Share the show so we can continue growing this awesome duck community on YouTube. So, breaking news, 2024 Yelm, Washington linebacker Braden Platt has committed to the University of Oregon. Platt chose the Ducks over fellow finalist Oklahoma as Dan Lanning and the Ducks score a key recruiting win over Brent Venables and the Sooners. This comes on Monday evening with Platt announcing his commitment to the Ducks, opting to stay in the Pacific Northwest to play his college ball in Eugene. It's been a little bit quiet on the recruiting trail for the Ducks lately, wouldn't you say? Well, we knew that this was kind of the direction that Oregon had been going. And if you've been reading my stuff over on Ducks Digest, listening to the Ducks Dish podcast, you had a feeling that this one just might have been coming. So we're going to be breaking this commitment down from every angle as we always do. So super excited to get into this news. Always love talking about the latest developments for Oregon on the recruiting trail especially after a nice win over Portland State over the weekend. So let's see where we can start with this one. I think this first point is one that we keep coming back to over and over again. Dan Lanning and Oregon football are raiding the state of Washington for top talent yet again. Braden Platt joins Fox Crater as one of Washington's premier players that is heading to Eugene to play their college football. What we know about Platt looking over at the ratings on 247 Sports, according to the composite, he is a four-star recruit, 0.9249, 
ranked the number 191 player in the country, number 15 linebacker, and the number three recruit in the state of Washington. So I really like this move by the Ducks because not only do I really like Platt as a player, there's always storylines within the commitment, within the recruitment, and I always like to dig into them. So the big thing here, the Pacific Northwest isn't really that respected on a national scale when you're talking about recruiting, when you're talking about high school football talent. But Washington, they're steadily on the incline as they keep putting out more and more players every year. I think the the two biggest ones right now might be playing in the Big Ten in Emeka Ekbuka and JT Tuomaloau at Ohio State. So those are two big names that recently came out of the state of Washington. And Braden Platt looks like he's going to be the next big one on the defensive side of the ball. But for Oregon, they're a school that has to recruit nationally. We've known this for so long. But just because you have to recruit nationally, that doesn't mean that you look past not your own backyard in this case, of course, but the Pacific Northwest, your region. If you have guys in your region that you think are capable of contributing to your program at a high level, maybe someday developing into starters, you go after and you get those guys. And that's exactly what Oregon did here with Braden Platt. The The story with Platt's recruitment is a fun one. Oregon was in very early in his recruitment, especially when you compare it to Oklahoma Platt started to get some pretty big offers coming off of his junior year, and Oklahoma was a much newer offer compared to Oregon. So I think part of what you see here is that loyalty, that early faith in Platt's abilities really paying off for the Ducks in a big way on the recruiting trail. Platt has taken numerous visits out to Oregon, obviously not too far of a trip from the state of Washington. So the Ducks do have geography on their side in this one, and they're taking advantage of a really solid state of Washington as far as 2024 recruits go. So like I said, Oregon was really in on this one for a long time, really uh, high, re- strong relationships, excuse me, with Dan Lanning, uh, with, with Coach Mich- Michalowski, uh, Brian Michalowski. Um, the new linebackers coach also had a good relationship with Jake Long, the former inside linebackers coach at Oregon, who is now at the University of Alabama reuniting with Nick Saban and the Tide for the 2023 season. So I think Oregon was always in a good spot here because they had him on campus so long, so many times. They have so many good connections as far as relationships go. They have geography on their side. Another thing that is worth mentioning is their connection and relationship with uh, Team FSP, Ford Sports Performance, a premier seven-on-seven training program and and training uh, facility in the state of Washington. I got to I've gotten to get eyes on Braden Platt myself in person a couple times uh, at some seven-on-seven tournaments out here in Southern California in the spring, and also at the Elite Eleven when Platt was out in. <clears throat> excuse me, when Platt was out in Southern California uh, as well. So I think that just seeing the work that Oregon's put in with Platt really pay off in a big way, I think is something that Duck fans should be excited about. And what's even more interesting with this recruitment is that I think track might've been part of what put the Ducks over the top here for Braden Platt. Braden Platt is a phenomenal athlete and he does a lot of different things in track he sprints i 
want to say he does javelin. So not only are you getting a premier football player, you're getting one of the best overall track and field athletes, I would say, probably in the country. Uh, I do admittedly need to do more research on track and probably more specifically with, with Platt, but that's kind of what I know as far as what he brings to the table. So I think Oregon just really checked all of the boxes here for Braden Platt, whether you're looking for uh, closeness or distance to home, uh, his family being able to come see his games every weekend, the strong relationships with the coaching staff, the the path to to having a really successful college career and ultimately getting developed for the NFL. I think that Oregon checked all of those boxes for Braden Platt. And another little juicy storyline in this one is that they get a big recruiting win over Oklahoma. And I know this one's got to feel good for Oregon fans seeing that they lost out on Peyton Bowen, uh, a premier safety out of Texas in the 2023 recruiting class who flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon out of nowhere, it felt like, uh, during the, the early national signing day, early national signing period. And then he took a little bit of time to think about it and decided that he acted too fast and ended up in Norman. And now he's playing for the Sooners. So I think Oklahoma is, is probably a, a top 10 recruiting power nationally. So for Oregon to be able to beat out the Sooners who are also led by a defensive minded head coach, we all know the story with Brent Venables, not a whole lot of success in 2022, his first year with the Sooners as their head coach coming over from Clemson after being a, an, an elite defensive coordinator under Dabo Sweeney. So I think this is another part of this recruitment that makes it that this commitment that makes it that much more of a statement for the Ducks with Braden Platt. So let's hop into some eval because if you don't know about Braden Platt, I'm going to tell you about what kind of a football player the Ducks are getting. If you're watching me on YouTube, we have some film up on the screen. That's right. Braden Platt's first highlight on his junior season highlights come out of the backfield as Platt doubles as a running back for his high school for Yelm. Uh, the Tornadoes, I want to say, is their mascot. Um, but man, what what do you what's there not to like about Platt on film? I think you see an explosive guy, someone who plays with a mean streak that you want in your linebacking core. I mean, that's just back-to-back plays that are just absolutely leveling guys. Uh, I like his lateral quickness here, just absolutely destroying the blockers in his path. Granted, like I kind of mentioned, it is Washington and more specifically in his area, I don't think he he's facing maybe the premier talent in the state on a week to week basis. I think more of that talent's probably closer to the Seattle area. Um, and, and that's not where uh, Yelm is, but just ripped off a 70 yard touchdown run there. Like it was absolutely nothing. So you're getting, like I said, with the track stuff, a premier athlete, if you're Oregon and you're wondering what you're getting here and your newest commit linebacker, Braden Platt, he's listed at six foot two, 240 pounds and the, the center of gravity that he plays with, the explosiveness that he has, the short area burst, the acceleration, There, let's just p- call it what it is, you guys. There's not a lot of linebackers that are doing or can do what Braden Platt does on probably a weekly basis. Um, I think that he brings added value to this room, to this linebacker core for the Ducks as someone who has experience playing running back 
kind of like what we see with corners that play receiver and receivers that play corner. You have some of that knowledge of the other positions, so you kind of know how it functions a bit more. You know what some of those tendencies are, and I think it's just going to make him a more effective and more valuable defender for Oregon here in the 2024 class. So just the way that he moves, I think, is really what stands out to me. It's crazy that we're watching this many offensive highlights for a linebacker that's going to be going to Oregon for his college ball. But I think that he honestly really kind of fits the mold of some of these other linebackers that the Ducks have committed here in their 2024 class. And if you don't know about Oregon's 2024 class, you already have a couple of other linebackers committed in Long Beach Poly's Dylan Williams and Los Alamitos linebacker Kamar Matuti. Interesting side note about those two recruitments. They both came down to Oregon and Michigan State, but the Ducks were able to win that head-to-head battle over the Spartans, which really seems fitting seeing that the Ducks are going to be probably facing the Spartans a bit more now that they're heading out to Big Ten country starting in the 2024 season. So Oregon's linebacker hall now, you got Dylan Williams, Kamar Matuti, and now Braden Platt. And what sticks out about those guys is that they're kind of similar in some ways. I think that Platt might be the most explosive guy of this bunch. I really like both Dylan Williams and Kamar Matuti, but I really like the explosion that you see Platt play with. just isn't afraid to stick his nose in, in the action here. And I think that Oregon, with this, with this group of linebackers that they have verbally committed here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They're doing their due diligence. They're doing their homework for trying to address the needs in this recruiting class. Because if you guys remember, linebacker was kind of the position that I thought the Ducks, I wouldn't want to say missed on or you know did poorly on in 2023, but they only signed one true linebacker from the high school ranks in Sacred Heart Cathedral 
linebacker Jerry Mixon. And I really like him, and I love the kind of athlete he is. And we're talking about versatility here with Braden Platt. Jerry Mixon played linebacker, play, uh, rushed off the edge. He played some running back, even played a little bit of quarterback for the Irish at Sacred Heart Cathedral in San Francisco, California. And I think that Platt, Williams, Matuti, that they all have that similar, that similar, tra- those similar traits to their game. They're all phenomenal athletes. They're guys that can play sideline to sideline and really cover. They can move. They're explosive. They're physical. They all like contact. And I think that this group might be doing the best job when you consider, like I said, filling those gaps and what Oregon kind of struggled with a year ago. Their linebacker play wasn't that great. So how do you fix that? You try to coach them up a little bit better, but you also go out and you get good players, whether that's from the transfer portal or whether that's from the high school ranks. So I think that that's definitely what Dan Lanning, Brian Michalowski, Tosh Lapoy, and the rest of this Oregon coaching staff is doing with Braden Platt by adding another really, really good athlete to the mix uh, in their defense here in, in 2024. So I think that, especially when you consider kind of a, I don't know if I'd say heartbreaker, but the bummer that was Justin Williams, the five-star linebacker out of Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School. He was down to Oregon and Georgia, and he decided that he was going to be going to the SEC to play for Kirby Smart and the back-to-back defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Man, that pick would have been crazy if he went to Oregon. It would have been just break the internet type of type of win. But considering that you missed out on him, I do still have him as one of Oregon's top flip candidates, but probably not looking super likely just because he's committed to Georgia and because his teammate Joseph Jonah Ajonye, a five-star defensive lineman, also out of Oak Ridge High School, he's committed to the, to the Bulldogs as well. So you think it, you figure it's probably going to be a little hard to get him to budge off of his commitment. But I really, really like this linebacker haul for the Ducks. I think that they pretty much are done at linebacker in 2024 now. So they're, they're sitting in a great spot. Now they're up to 23 verbal commitments in the 2024 cycle. And I think that they're in an awesome spot with the season just having kicked off. And now you can kind of focus on some of those premium position kind of guys and just some of those top targets that are still on your big board. So with that being said, maybe we talk a little bit about what's next for Oregon, because we always want to talk about how great things are in the moment with, with guys committing to your school uh, and, and whatnot. But the question quickly becomes what's next. Now that the ducks have a commitment in Braden Platt and the space is getting less and less they're, they're getting less and less space. They're running out of space here in this class. So I think what's next for Oregon, we don't have any commitment dates as of right now that we that we know of, but we do have some pretty big names that we know we are tracking, staying and starting rather in my neck of the woods in Southern California. You have five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker from Santa Ana Modern Day. I'm still feeling okay about my pick for Oregon there. Uh, I'm not going to move it just yet. He said he's probably looking to announce maybe sometime this month uh, when I last talked to him earlier on when he started off his high school season against Corona Centennial. You have Oregon in the mix there and Texas and Nebraska and Ohio State. 
So the Ducks are going to Tennessee is another school that he mentioned. So Tennessee, so those schools are not going to make it easy for Oregon to ultimately land Brandon Baker. And he's going to be taking an official visit out to Nebraska later on this month. So I think the Cornhuskers are, are certainly still in the thick of this recruitment, but I think that Texas is the biggest school that you got to watch for with Brandon Baker. The priority now for Oregon, I think is getting him on campus before his commitment for an official visit to really just try to drive this thing home and say, Hey, we need you here in Eugene. But as of right now, I feel like it's, it's as open as it's ever been for another school to come in and take Brandon Baker away from the Ducks. And he's not committed to the Ducks, so it's not like maybe that's not the best way to say it, but there there was an opening that was created. Like I've said, when Adrian Clem took that job, I think Baker was ready to hop in. But Adrian Clem's departure to the NFL, I think, really served as a pause, served as a reset for this recruitment with five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker. So that's kind of the latest that we're hearing right now. Uh, Texas, I would say, is the main threat for Brandon Baker uh, as far as Oregon recruiting him. You also have Aiden Breland, a five-star defensive lineman for the Ducks. We know that the Ducks are heavily involved uh, with the modern-day star, five-star modern-day defensive lineman Aiden Breland. He's probably going to be putting Oregon in his top schools very soon. Uh, I think that the Ducks are really at the forefront of that recruitment, especially with the way that they've prioritized Southern California, but also just with the way that they're prioritizing bringing in difference makers along the defensive line. I think they've always done a great job with their offensive line, but the defensive line is where they've really needed to bring in some elite guys consistently and in consecutive classes to try to raise the bar there along the defensive line. And I think Aiden Breland is probably arguably the top target that the Ducks are still going after here in the 2024 cycle. Then you have Jason Brown Jr. talking about the state of Washington. He is the best offensive player in the state uh, in, in 2024. Uh, he goes to Seattle uh, O'Day High School out there in Seattle. So this is a guy that is is in Husky territory. I guess the top offensive player would be Asendria Fua, who committed to Texas A&M. But as, tar- as far as playmaker, Jason Brown Jr. is where it's at. And O'Day is consistently, routinely, historically a top, top power in Washington. I got a buddy of mine that uh, I met at Gonzaga, also in Washington, that went to O'Day. So Sam, if you're watching this, shout out to you, buddy. Um, but yeah, Jason Brown Jr., he hasn't uh, announced any new commitment dates of yet. He is working from a top three of Oregon, Michigan State, and Washington, and I love the Ducks' chances there, but we'll see if they want to go for another prep running back or if they maybe want to weigh their options in the transfer portal after the end of the 2023 season. A couple more names that are worth keeping an eye on here for Oregon as they work to fill out their 2024 class. You got Solomon Williams, a four-star edge rusher out of Carrollwood Day High School in Tampa, Florida. Um, this is a guy that Oregon's really been, I think, gaining steam with, gaining ground with. There's been a lot of social media buzz. He took a visit out to Oregon. So he, Oregon's right there with, with your Alabamas, and he's basically got every offer in the book. So if, if Alik Terry and Tony Tuioti can can push into the Sunshine State, I say Alik Terry because he's from Florida. Uh, we all know that by now. 
I think that Solomon Williams can really be probably is their main remaining target at edge rusher after missing out on Elijah rushing after missing out on Jordan Ross earlier on in the summer um, in the 24 class. So you kind of got to, you got to shift things and shuffle your pieces around a little bit every now and then. So I think Solomon Williams definitely got to be a priority guy for the ducks. We'll keep you posted on any updates there. And then you also have junior college, uh, corner Sione Laulea out of College of San Mateo really like him long physical fast defensive back corner definitely a premium position Oregon's looking for that that lockdown guy that can help the team go forward not only following the departure of Christian Gonzalez because they have to go the whole 23 season without Christian Gonzalez but keep bringing elite defensive backs to Eugene I think that is crucial if Oregon wants to keep moving in the direction of being and if they can do it this year, maintaining themselves as an elite defense in the Big Ten now moving forward, right? Because we're in the 24 class, so Oregon's going to be in the Big Ten by the time these guys get on campus. Um, I think another guy worth watching is Jericho Johnson, big big four-star, 6'4", 300-pound defensive lineman out of uh, Fairfield, California, our Miho High School. He's taking a visit to the Ducks, but I feel like he's pretty buttoned up when it comes to recruiting interviews, so it's kind of hard to get too much information on that recruitment, but I think Oregon's got a chance. NorCal, Tosh Lapoy, uh, you can kind of connect the dots there. I think that they have a great chance there, but we'll see what ultimately ends up happening. But just to kind of start winding down things a little bit, I, I really, really like this Braden Platt pickup for Oregon. I, I predicted it back in July. I know I wasn't the first one to make that prediction, but um, I, I felt really good about the pick. So nice to, to put another feather in my cap as far as a predicting these guys and them ultimately landing at Oregon. I think they're in a great spot that you, you have, you're just getting the season going. You have your linebackers figured out. You probably have your corners figured out with if you and Dakota fields, I think Laulea would be a bonus. You have safety figured out with, with flowers and, and Kingston Lopa. You have a lot of really good pieces along the O line already. I think you still got a little bit of work to do. At wide receiver, if you're Junior Adams working in this cycle, already have your quarterbacks in the fold. Can't overstate how important that is. Love Will Stein getting that done early. Uh, and then you also have some defensive linemen that you're looking for. So I think that Oregon's in a really good spot because they don't have any glaring needs now as they and they can focus on the on-field product as they turn the page and, and now have to get ready for Texas Tech. So overall, the Ducks are doing a really good job. I think that they've kind of been kind of been lurking a little bit quietly and maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they don't want to be attracting that much attention or that much buzz on the recruiting trail here in the 24 class um, because maybe that'll be it'll make it that much cooler when they hopefully get some splashy guys right they're, they're definitely hoping to get some some more big names in this class. I think Breland is, is the top guy. Breland and, and Laulea have to be those top two guys, I would say, that the Ducks are really going after. Probably Roger Saliapaga is another interesting guy. I talked about him on my Friday episode of the, the Mailbag live stream. Roger Saliapaga, the Utah wide receiver slash tight end. I think he's someone that Oregon's still involved with. So kind of just getting into this Braden Platt commitment, giving you my thoughts on it. I love this commitment, this huge pickup for the Ducks. Just awesome do-it-all linebacker, and I think he fits in perfectly with the other linebackers that the Ducks have in the fold in Dylan Williams and Kamar Matuti. So 
the 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 linebacker spot I think was definitely a big question mark as far as recruiting goes after the Ducks kind of left a little bit to be desired in the 23 recruiting cycle. So what do they do to follow it up? They sign uh, two All-Americans in Kamar Matuti and Braden Platt. I don't know if Dylan Williams has All-American status, but either way, three very quality four-star guys. Uh, I think that they're they're all going to be kind of in the mix to, to at least be really competitive for some playing time as true freshmen. I think it's a little bit hard to project what their roles are maybe going to be. Um, I know that Dylan Williams plays at a really storied program in Long Beach Poly, really good coaches over there. So Dylan Williams and Kamar Matuti might be a little bit more battle-tested by the time they get to Eugene just because they're playing higher competition um, or, or better competition, I should say. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily shoe them in to, to edge out a guy like Braden Platt if, if these guys are all competing for, for potential starting jobs here uh, once they get to Eugene to play for the Ducks come 2024. So Braden Platt is going to be heading to Eugene to play his college ball as the Ducks go into Washington to snag another elite prospect yet again. Dan Lane and the Ducks get some good momentum, probably some momentum that they needed here in the 24 cycle. But that's going to do it for me on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you're tuned in, whether you're listening, whether you're watching. Appreciate you taking your time out of your day to talk some ducks, talk some duck crouting with me. couple of favors before we get out of here. Super important that you guys follow me on the socials at Sports on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on YouTube. You can find my channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And then you can also read all of my written work and plenty on this Braden Platt commitment over on ducksdigest.com. And then do me a favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. Just trying to build this community and run these numbers up. So greatly appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com